It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we have Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? It's been a crazy week. Um, I, I didn't realize that uh, UW and University of Michigan programs uh, brought back boxing. So that was <laughs> cool to see. You know, it's awesome. Um, Interesting time. Otherwise, uh, it's it was uh, it was a pretty quiet week outside of that, though, man. It's, uh, you know, really started was. a new Twitter burner that we'll talk about some other time. But uh, you know, otherwise, uh, yeah, pretty low key. <laughs> and I see there's a young man sitting next to you that looks just like you. Who is that person? This obviously introduce yourself. You've uh, been here before. <laughs> Hello, I'm Josh Barnett. Yes, and Hello, Josh, Josh is Barnett. here as our uh, our resident uh, guy who has enough time to watch as much film as he wants. <laughs> It's true. Uh, <laughs> so, um, we, we were we were texting about that before the show. John said that Josh would be on to do to, to do uh, to do some uh, talk about the uh, combine. And I was like, good. I'm like, that's perfect job for a high school kid. Yeah, because back then <laughs> I knew everybody coming out of college. I knew everyone. I knew everything. I, I it's like I said, I can't tell you more than the people who played for the Badgers last year. Yeah, it's harder and harder all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we have Josh here, and I guess let's let's go through the whole list, the whole gamut of, of all of our stuff here. You can follow this show itself on Twitter, in the Twitterverse, on the Twitter sphere, the Twitter globe, uh, whatever. I can't think of any more. It's probably weird, a tree. Weird. You, yeah. The Yggdrasil itself. The <laughs> no, no, it's terrible. But anyhow, you can follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. Also, you can follow me. I'm on there at Not So Humble Host. I make it easy. I say at the beginning of the show. We'll make it quick and uh, that way. But also, you can follow Aaron, right? Aaron, you're on Twitter. I am John. You can find me at Cheddar Talk. Josh, Josh knows where that's at. Um, I see my I see my likes <laughs> yes, paying sir. attention. Thank you, Josh. Uh, and also, <laughs> to uh, uh, I'm workshopping a burner right now that we might talk about on another show. But <laughs> you should uh, leave it so people don't figure who it is. Oh God, I good. might not. But I don't know how well you last on that, but that's really fun. <laughs> I I've already gotten a couple. Of, I've already gotten a couple of tweets from Twitter Central saying, you know, hey, calm it down there. Calm it. <laughs> the, although I although I did, I did get into a nice back and forth with Quick Trip this morning already, so that was nice. So, oh, all right. Well, Quick Trip's fantastic sorry. on Twitter. They're they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And Joshua, you tell everybody how to follow you on Twitter at Josh Barn sixty six. It's okay. I haven't gotten any extra followers from from this. <laughs> well, you got to tell you. You got to tell your friends about the show, right? I have. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, they're just. They I I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Josh. I, I mean, I, I <laughs> you need better friends. I'm That's not, what needs yes, to happen here. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm placing this on the shoulders of your friends. I'm not heartbroken show. over it. They're they're letting us down, and by extension, you. <laughs> what? Um. Yeah, because it's more about me than you, obviously. Oh, this is how this works. I don't fair. know if you've noticed this. This is how how the yes. whole thing plays out. Uh, but anyhow, thank you again, everybody, for joining us for another wonderful week of sports talk here in Wisconsin. And like Aaron said, so much to talk about. 
so why don't we just get right into it right away with the segment we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so we are going to talk a little bit football here just because we're coming up on Combine Week next week. So, I mean, like, we'll just – we're going to touch on it. It's coming up. The big weird news was that they were going to make a kind of bubble out of the, the Combine this year, and they kind of did that last year. But the players apparently were, like, revolting against the idea and were refusing to go. And so I believe today now they've announced that they're not going to do a bubble. Everything's cool. We're cool. Everybody's cool. Mm. You're cool. I'm cool. This whole place is cool. Right. Come on, do the cool stuff here in Cool Town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was one of the quickest. It was one of the quickest walkbacks in uh, in NFL PR history. It's well, amazing, right? Yeah, it was like, ah, yeah, we're gonna bubble this thing up, players. No, we don't want that. Then we won't NFL. Go. Ah, that sounds like a terrible idea. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's free for all this thing. Let's do it. Do it. Uh, you're probably right. Okay, guys, let's go. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty quick because it went right from we're not going to do this to yeah, let's just do it. Whatever, it's fine. Everybody's fine. Don't worry about it. So, some places we're going to look here. Some people we were kind of interested in looking at and seeing what the raw numbers are going to give us. Um, well, what pick are we going to be this year? 26? Uh, let's see. We're 28, right? I think, I think we're 28. 28, yes. Yeah. 28. So we're 28. Okay. Yeah, because we didn't by, even get the And that's by virtue of being the best record of all the division round losers, right? Yes. The best record of the teams that did not actually make a conference championship game. <sighs> Great. <laughs> that was heartbreaking. Just hurtful stuff there. I'm going to bite my tongue uh, and... I am because um, <laughs> there's nothing. I'm still, not o- I'm still not over it. I'm still not over it, and I'm not okay with everybody giving up on the raw emotion of what they saw that day, and the emotion that came out the next week because we knew exactly what it was. And as the Vikings uh, introduced their, their new head coach last <laughs> Thursday, uh, to to many people saying. Oh my God! Thank God! You know it's you know the Zimmer ran its course. You know, like okay, we can exhale. This is good. This is good to move on to a new thing here. We don't have to have it the same way we did. And just like it's within you know a month, everyone backpedaling. Like anyhow. All right, man. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this together. I'm not. Well, someday, someday it'll get better. (laughs) Someday, no. Um, I'll just be the I'll be the old man sitting in the corner, just just scratching at the walls, going, "It's gonna be fine. They're gonna win again. They're gonna win again. I knew they will." That's why I be in the room with you when this is happening, Aaron. Just just to be what's, there. What's What's funny is that's that's also my Tom Bonick impersonation too. So this is true. This 100%, is very true. Hundred percent uh, <laughs> true. Hi, Tom. T-Bone himself, uh, Tom Bonick. T-Bone. Yeah. Uh, So So, uh, Combine. Anyways. The first ones I wanted to take a look at because I 
because of who I am and what I what I do. The linebackers, I want to take a look at here. The guys. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say players with criminal histories. <laughs> that would have been, that been an interesting way to go. I want to look at anybody who's got a pending felony already. Let me see okay. there. Interesting. Who interesting. here's got some right. a little bit of probationary time here? All well, the Raiders oh, are going to draft right. him then. That would have yeah. worked. Would have yeah, worked, worked out just fine with Joe Mixon. Yeah. So it would have. He did very well this year and got. Got to a Super Bowl, so all that stuff. Um, couple guys, uh, kind of the people I've talked about. I kind of want to see what their measurables look like. Like um, uh, JoJo Doman, the guy out of Nebraska, and Chad Mama, the the kid out of Wyoming. Uh, those are two guys I want to see how they run because I think they they both got good speed. I think they're both going to be somebody who can put up closer to four six type numbers. Uh, Doman better at the pass coverage stuff was put into a lot of pass coverage situations. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how their bulk works out too and, and what they can do in terms of bench reps and what they can do in terms of the drills. I think they'll look good in the pass coverage drills. That part I'm not as worried about. I just want to, I want to see a little bit of their actual strength and their explosiveness. Um, I'm not really worried about mama because I think he's just great. Every time I watch him, it's just like everything on there looks like it should be good measurably. Yeah. Um, Two guys who kind of weird me out, though, uh, Brandon Smith and then uh, Asamoah out of uh, Brandon Smith out of Penn State and Asamoah out of Oklahoma. And Josh and I have talked about this off air, but they're both kind of tweeners. They're, yeah, they're like two twenty, right? Yeah, well, Asamoah is two thirty. Is he? Okay. I think, and Brandon Smith's like two twenty five. Yeah, that's small for linebacker. Two thirty, two thirty is fine. He can, that's workable. He's good. He comes hard. Yeah. He hits hard. I want to see their their speed measurables. Um, Asamo is going to run a fat. He's, I've seen you've seen him play. He he moves. He plays. I don't know how it'll translate to the straight forty, but he plays fast. Yeah, Brandon Smith. I don't know. I want to see his decisiveness because he doesn't look like it on the field. Um, I think he's a, he's going to be a, he's going to be one of these combine heroes. Is probably going to move up because I think he's a better measurable than he is mm-hmm. a, a tape guy. Yeah, he's a better athlete than he is an actual. Now, now, in, now in fair now in fairness, our our our, our favorite. Uh, linebacker Devontre Campbell is also only two thirty. He's still taller, six, too. Six, six three, two thirty. But yes, yeah. So I mean, like it, it's doable. Two thirty is kind of that that line, but two twenty five. He's almost. Like, I mean, he's almost like a linebacker, or high, a safety hybrid type, which is fine with the sub packages that tend to happen a lot now. <laughs> you just need Henry so, Blake off the field. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like it's it's a workable thing. I'll be interested to see what they do. I think they're going to look very good in the 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 zone coverage stuff that they're going to do. They're going to do a lot of hip movement things and check on that. The one linebacker I want to see how he does in that actually is uh, Christian Harris out of Alabama. Yeah, because he's more of an, as an edge rusher. Yeah, he's an edge guy, and I want to see what he looks like doing other stuff. You know what I mean? Like I think he'll look good in the edge drills, but they're definitely going to put him through his paces in the, um, you know, like the pass coverage back and forth that they do with the opening up his hips and see how fluid his hips move. Yeah. Cause he's going to be a pass rusher. And I think he's going to be probably a second round pick kind of guy, uh, which will be an interesting idea for what we can do. I don't know if he'll be there late second though, uh, but we'll have to see what he does. And uh, I guess how that all plays out. Those are going to be some good numbers and some good tape. We're going to get to see on that in terms of just seeing what he can do. Uh, on some of the things they're going to expect him to have to do. And I know Josh wanted to bring up Nicobe Dean. From Georgia. Georgia, right, right. Uh, he might be the best linebacker in the country. Behind Leo Chanel, of course. <laughs> um, but Chanel will be there, too. Yeah, that's Right, true. Aaron? 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was reading into Devontre Campbell as we're, uh, as you guys are talking about linebackers. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring up that because where, where did Chanel go? I can't remember. Oh, he went to Grantsburg uh, <laughs> High School, which is part of the Lakeland Conference up there in the northwest part of the uh, state. And, you know, it's just uh, him and his brother and uh, Leonard's, the okay. Leonard's, especially the Leonard's, uh, yeah. one. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. one that happens to be a DC of the Badgers and uh, <laughs> yours truly. So there we go. Now there, that's one group. Like that's a group it's just of people. one group, yeah. And they're and all actually, very similar. And obviously, yeah. and obviously, the Chanel's are much younger than I am. Leonard, Leonard, not Aaron's her, more athletic uh, though. Just, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, That's why everybody knows him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I was. I, I might have been there with Leonard's brother when I was in high school, but that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. But anyhow, um, they're always faster. Uh, anyhow, but yeah. So no, uh, Lakeland Conference uh, represent. I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of anybody else who's made it as big as any of them have. So, um, cause most of the rest of any high school players in the state of Wisconsin come up from South of highway 10. So and it's right. It's, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, there's, Oh, there was, Oh, there was one kid from Northwestern that played, um, defensive end for the Badgers. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't th- Burke. Oh, um, yeah, no, I'm, God, why get his first name? Not I'm stuck with Terrence. Trayvon Burke, which is not him. Um, Traylon Tim. Burks is a different animal. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Either way, uh, Nicobe Dean is the guy we were getting on to here from Georgia. And what, were you, right. what are you looking for here from him in the combine that uh, you want to see? If he can run a solid 4-6, I think that's going to be enough because his block shedding is – Really, you've watched. I think you've watched him with me some. Some they've got because he he's the one who's less of the pass defense guy, right? He's more he's, of the, he's the more run stopper guy. Reader. But yeah, he's he's he can move, and he's 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 like two forty five or something. Okay, he's got good size, and he can move, and he's explosive. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I've seen him just come right off, and the guard can't get him because he's that fast off the ball. Yeah, that would be interesting to see there. So those are a couple of guys we're looking at. The, you know, it's going to be linebacker and kind of edge. Chanel actually probably projects more edge than he does middle linebacker in this. So it'll be interesting what they do with him at the combine. He's a little bit of a smaller edge rush, but his pass rushing abilities are so good. And and that's kind of where the Badgers used him. Just kind of, he had a lot of gap shooting. He had a lot of, you know, you're coming downhill regardless. He wasn't making. I mean, he can make those reads and he can drop back, but his strength is really coming downhill at people. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him at the combine. Uh, he's an invite, obviously, so we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> Running backs, I mean, Walker's going to be interesting to watch. We've talked about Rashad White a ton, I think. Yeah. On this. So, I mean, he's, I want to see him in the pass catching drills. I want to see him doing that because I think he's got a lot of talent there. And it'll be interesting to see what he can do there. Uh, what's his face? Quan White. We watched him some out of South Carolina. Oh, yeah. He's going to be there. Um, <laughs> I think he's a little overrated for what he's been projected so far. We'll see if he measures well, but on tape, I don't know. He, he always cuts outside. He is always trying to outrun everybody. It's not going to work and at the NFL level. He doesn't break tackles. He, he just seems, I don't know. His hands are okay. Yeah, he, he does find the pass game. Yeah, so that that's an interesting thing to see there. If he's fast enough, maybe it's worth something there to get him in that that kind of range and see what you can do with him. But I don't know what else. Um, the other guy we we were falling in love with here as a running back though was uh, Tyler <laughs> Algier uh, Algier out of BYU. Not spelled like the the city of Algiers or anything, but no, it's, it's 
A L L G E I E R. Yeah. And uh, we sent Aaron the video. We were watching this last week. We've watched a couple games with him. We were watching him against uh, Utah. And there's this one play, uh, the BYU. No, that, that was against uh, Arizona State. Oh, that was Arizona State? Okay. Yeah. We watched him yeah. against Utah. That, he looked great against them. Like he, and the, the Utah linebacker. Devin the, Lloyd's also. Yeah. He's like one of the top two linebackers, too. Yeah. He's legit. And they, Utah's got a good defense, and they won a bowl game, and they're a very good team. Uh, and he was just just running through them. <laughs> he I was mean, just lowering his shoulder. It was it was watching AJ Dillon. He's basically. five eleven, two twenty. Yeah, he he's got good strength, great lower body, good balance, uh, good pad level, and just blowing through people was fantastic. And he doesn't give up on plays. <laughs> no, because we watched him. That was the Arizona State one. You you explain this one. It was so great to watch. <laughs> so there's a a pass play. Quarterback kind of rolls out, and he gets hit, and as he's trying to release the ball, throws a pick to the linebacker. So linebackers run down the sideline, and you're like, oh, he's gone. Then you see Tyler Algier, their running back. He's coming up from behind him. <laughs> he, like, gets off a block of a D-tackle, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, run, he jumps up, latches onto his back in midair, and just punches the ball out. It was, it was superhero-esque. Like, so he catches so, him. So, yeah. so you're, saying, so you're saying it's very DK Metcalf, like oh. DK Metcalf, yeah, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I was like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're exactly right. It's like that. That's what I was thinking when I watched it because he runs him down, uh, and he doesn't have a long way to go because it picks it like the forty, or forty something. or thirty, and he runs. He gets his left arm out, grabs onto the guy's arm in front of him, and then like jumps forward, kind of pulls himself in, cocks his arm up and above his shoulder. Pulls himself kind of forward, punches straight down across the chest, and hits the ball. Ball stays inbounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but yeah, no, just a lot of grit. Doesn't give up in plays. Runs hard. Um, and we had one Sweet. great, tough BYU running back just you know not that long ago. And uh, I'm on board with this guy. Uh, <laughs> he is. It's like having AJ Dillon out there twice. Uh, he was fantastic to watch. So, yeah, no, he's another one I'm very interested in. Did you have another running back you were talking about yet? I can't remember if you had somebody else you were thinking of. I don't think so. No, I had more receivers, though. Okay, well, let me do this one here. Okay. The one guy I do actually want to see some measurables on is Joshua Williams. It's the guy you like out of Fayetteville State. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him. Fayetteville. I had to teach him how to not say Fayetteville. I was like, there's no S. Whatever. That place is Fayetteville. <laughs> he's a he's a defensive back. Fayetteville State, they're the Broncos. We looked it up last time and I yeah. can't remember. Pretty sure they're the Broncos. Um and it's yeah, he's interesting. He he looks good against, you know, FCS talent. He looks or D D two, I think. He's actually D two, right? <laughs> yeah. But in the one on ones yeah. and in the game for senior bowl, he held his own. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how, how kind of how fast he really is. They'll put him some one on ones against the the guys who show up for this. So it's not just senior bowl; it'll be you know juniors who are there. All the invites. They'll definitely do some one on ones with this. Um, get a chance to see what his ball skills are going to look like when it's in the air and all that too. So I, I'm interested to see what that looks like and actually see kind of you know he looks fast against D two guys. What yeah. is he really? And I will see a three cone. I want to see, you know, a 40 and see what, kind of what he can do in space. All right. You got some receivers, though, you said. <laughs> oh, yeah. So first guy I want to bring up is Traylon Burks, like I brought up last time. 
Uh, he's. I want to ask Aaron this. Okay. Aaron, Aaron, what do you yes. think he does for fun? First off, I'll make this for you. He has a name, image, and licensing agreement with an outdoor company, like outdoor hunting, camping, fishing company. Sorry, who is this person? Traylon Burks is a receiver for from Arkansas. Arkansas. What do you from think? He, yeah, what do you think he likes to do in his free time? He Knowing. likes to go. Uh, what's that? What's that called when you call the uh, when you catch catfish? Oh, um, canoodling. Noodling. Yeah. Noodling. Not, ca- yeah. not canoodling. This. That's different. Let's look at the ladies. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. Uh, noodling or tickling fish. <laughs> thing. No, tickling is for trout. Yeah, this is noodling. Yeah, no, the one where they where you go down into you the, where fingers. you dive down into the rivers and you put your hands in there and you get the catfish to latch onto your hand and you pull them out. Is, is that noodling? Is that I what believe that's right? Yes, that. I believe that's noodling. Okay, that, he might no, do he's that. not into he's not into that. He's into uh, bow hunting carp. No, close. Not that bad. I guess uh, knife hunting uh, boars. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's an intense sport, by the way. <laughs> so you're like, okay, he went to sport. Arkansas and yeah. he's like, I'm gonna kill some razorbacks. If he comes to the Packers, if he comes to the Packers, he's gonna go work in a factory. <laughs> yeah. But man, can yeah. you play football? He's very fast. He's yeah. got a good good, good yeah, lateral. He might run. Well, you gotta you gotta have good lateral and uh, you gotta have good lateral and back and forth speed if you're knife hunting boars. Yeah, you that's know, that probably helps. I, pigs don't want to go down. I've, yeah, I've had a couple friends do that, and it's you know, or spear hunting boars, you know, one of those two. It's just like, yeah, yeah. dear God, yeah, boars aren't nice. They're, They're not not nice animals, and especially when you have a knife and are trying to kill them, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't be nice if you had a knife trying to kill me either. Just to be yeah. fair. actually, I'd be I'd be much happier if I knew he was into noodling. Yeah, so. yeah. So anyhow, yeah, watching him play there. What are you looking for here? You want to see his forty? Yeah, I want to see his forty, and I want to see. I just want to see him in some one-on-ones because I've seen yeah. him go up against like old Miss corners. I think he'll do well in his three cone. For everyone who doesn't know, three cone is is a general you know change of direction type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good at judging relative quickness uh, in people. And usually, Packers don't touch anybody in, in like corners or wide receivers who don't get under seven. Like you need yeah. to you need to get yourself well, under that number. And Josh kind of touched on something too, is that with some of these ancillary uh, SEC schools like Arkansas, Vanderbilt, you know, uh, who else we got? Tennessee. Tennessee nowadays. Tennessee Tennessee hasn't been relevant in the SEC in over 20 years. Um, But you're still going to get good players out of there. And just like Josh said, like you see him up against like some of the better players in the country in the sec so yeah if i mean if, if he holds up holds up holds up well against sec competition then he's gonna be just fine so yeah because they don't care about academics they care about football <laughs> that's true football football all right uh i'm just trying to find some of the best um east west shrine game names from uh key and peel uh <laughs> icky Ikwanu. Ikwanu. Yeah. yeah that's a good one Obina Eze. Wait, Equanu from NC State. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Icky. He's Equanu. like the second best tackle in the class. I know it's just he's such a really good name. Good. It could be Dean is obviously a good one too. Oh, we're gonna um, need a tackle when they release Bakhtiari. To yeah, don't say that. Space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was this one guy's name? Is like Quintarius? No, Quintario. But it's Q W Y N N T E R R I O. Quintario Cole. Quattro, 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 quattro. Fudge. 
<laughs> and then Jack Cone. <laughs> He's the last guy on the it joke. Was just fudge. <laughs> fudge. I forgot about that one. Fudge. <laughs> Anyhow, How yeah. about that Jordan Peele does horror movies now, too? Yeah. I like That's that. true. Isn't He's that fantastic. crazy? Yeah. He's multi-talented. He it. says it's a good, a good genre for attempting to tell other things because it's so wide open what you can do with it. It's mm-hmm. a good way to talk about yeah. race, too, in terms of you know so many things you can bring in there in terms of scaring people. He said, like yeah, he did good Get Out, thing. right, which was a whole race thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff like that, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, who they, else you got at wide receiver? Brilliant. They're both brilliant. They are. Key and Peel are brilliant. I love them. Yes. All right. Anyone else? Um, guy that dad, my dad and I really like is Bo Melton out of Rutgers. Rutgers. Yep. Man, he's, he's, he's shifty, and he can run around. <laughs> he can. His his side to side, his uh, footwork is really fun to watch. He just leaves guys looking stupid quite a lot. Uh, he looked incredible at the Senior Bowl. Um, I'm not sure what else I'd want to see from him at the Combine, but he might run. Watch him. He might run under a four four. I think that would be incredible. Yeah, he's it's possible. He's sitting there in round two in most places, right? Yeah, really. Or they later. get him around, so they have that in round two, huh? Depending, yeah, round two. I've seen him later. I have not seen him crack first round. No, I've not. No, usually he's not second either. Yeah. The early stuff you, on him had him sixth or seventh, but he's been moving up a little bit. So I mean, like I he would, could go between two and four. Yeah, so I would. Ex- I would expect that with uh, with the emergence of Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson. Now, granted, they came from the same team, mm-hmm. but like I, I would think that wide receiver would be trending up again because for it seemed like how running back has been trending down like you don't draft a running back before the second round nowadays when they used to be first overall picks yeah and then i think the detroit lions and a couple detroit lions especially and a couple others uh detroit lions hit on kelvin johnson obviously yes. but beyond that i mean they made terrible mistakes charles rogers I, and oh, right roy williams out of texas who was roy williams okay. and then uh uh, and a couple others too, but I mean, Titus Young. so it seems, it seems like wide receivers have started to be trending more towards post number 10, at least if not like later half. Cause I mean, Justin Jefferson went what? 22nd to the Vikings. Something like that. Or whatever it is. Packers I mean, it's him, though. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. I think Packers would have liked to have him just, he didn't. Oh my God. <sighs> well, if we would have known this would have been the long-term plan is to keep Aaron Rodgers, then I would have been, up. but here's the thing. It's like, so like, don't get me down this rabbit hole right now. Of <laughs> the other, the other side of this thing. But like, if the whole plan would have been that, I mean, cause nobody saw it coming, but I mean, if we would have been able to predict that that was, I would have all in said, yeah, get up and get Justin Jefferson, because I think everyone was pretty much on that boat. Like, we were because yeah. I, I I think we definitely on this podcast we definitely were and we were definitely right because that dude's electric, but like it, and all the other wide receivers in that draft. But to this point, <laughs> what was that? So I don't know what just happened. Just, I'm, I'm not sold on everybody else yet, but Justin Jefferson's for real. But like I I, I figure that with. Uh, uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson uh, in the last two years here, and a couple emergence of some other young wide receivers. Uh, was was Judy the, with uh, Jefferson too? Was that oh, he Judy one of the other in ones? Alabama. No, yeah, I'm um, just saying. But was he the same draft? 
I think he was. They're both second year guys this year, so I think okay, that's so right. I think Ju- okay, so I can't go. Uh, Judy, it's uh, yeah, Judy, <laughs> get out here, Judy. No, um, I'm thinking of Brooklyn Nine Nine, the the Pontiac Bandit. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Judy, we're best yeah, friends. We are not best friends. A, I, I do not watch enough of B Nine Nine. That's for oh, sure. That's what's great. Um, yeah, and that's fantastic. But uh, I, I'd figure that uh, I figure that wide receivers would be commanding a little bit more of a a draft uh capital well, and actually if you're if you're telling me that this this kid from rutgers is going to be a second rounder then the packers are in a good shape to take him because they're either gonna have to waste uh or burn a late first rounder on him or not get him because he'll probably go before they draft in the second round well guys like Jahan dotson um oh it's the kid from John Dotson? You mean the guy who played on the 95 Packers Super Bowl winning team at defensive tackle? (laughs) Wide receiver from Penn State. Yeah, he's the guy from Penn State. He's going to go higher. Um, The guy from Alabama is going to go higher. Which one? Mechie or... I think they're both going to go higher. Those those two guys. Um, There's a couple other ones. I mean, like, there's going to be some guys who will be interesting in in that area the first round. I mean, they're talking about Burks' back half of the first round, possibly, too. I just think that he's going to be one of these guys who's people are like, well, he's a little thin, you know, and stuff like that. And he's he's not in that group of like the first five that they're saying are first round type guys. Yeah. So we'll see how that all goes. It'll be interesting to see how they fall. Um, But that's really all the time I want to spend for this because we got another week till we get to next week will be combine week and we'll start talking a little bit about that. And once we actually have real stuff to say there, we'll we'll get to that. And we don't really have a lot more to say, I guess, um, because <laughs> the Bucks played one game. They played one game here, and this one actually really did surprise me. Losing to the Sixers, yeah. The Bucks generally own the Sixers; like they've been better than them pretty much every time they play together. Because it brings out the best in Giannis to play against uh, Embiid, who's just a jerk, and uh, he just pushed people around. Not having. Splash Mountain obviously hurts because mm-hmm. he normally just gets right in his face and takes things away. Ibaka, no, I don't know, because he didn't do what they needed done because, I mean, Embiid puts up, was it 42? 42. Yeah, 42 points in 37 minutes, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. That's going to be one of his best games this year. People are talking about him like he's MVP. I don't know that he isn't at this point, but, uh, yeah, that's the best yeah, game he's no, had against the no, Bucs. No, 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 yeah. no. He's legitimate MVP candidate. I know. It's this, just, point. this is one of the ones, yeah. like, the Bucs normally just shut him down. And then they, they don't Well, yeah, and, 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 and usually he doesn't have a good situation now. We'll see how the Harden show goes with him uh, down the road. Friend of the show, Pete, was at that game because he's a season ticket holder. Right. And uh, that's one game you don't give up when you're a, a Buck season ticket holder. And uh, um, oh, by the way, a friend of the show, Pete, doesn't give up his tickets to randoms. He only gives them up to people that he knows. Just so yeah. you know. Well, okay. Yeah. He mail he mails out like a, to a hundred of us, like at the beginning of the season. Who wants these tickets? Not a hundred, but it's more like twenty. Anyway, so um, <laughs> but yeah, friend of the show, Pete was there. He said uh, the the thing with Embiid is Embiid is bigger than Giannis. He's definitely bigger, he's thicker, yeah, and he's quick. He's and he's good. And and I've brought this up on this on this podcast before. Is that honestly the the Bucks could have taken them two years in a row because they had a chance to. A draft and beat, I think, the year before or after, which uh, whoever came first, the Giannis or the Giol. Um, and yeah. um, 
what would it what would have been like if these two guys were on the same team you know but uh you know he's a jerk he can be whiny stuff like that um but the fact of the matter is that he's 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 a good player and he's dialed in right now right um, my thing is just like the bucks have always seemed to have his number they've always right. understood how to defend him right. and get in his head and it just that didn't game, happen this game and, and that game was hard to watch it was weird it was a weird game to watch uh it, it didn't seem like the bucks were really I mean, they were missing their three. They were missing their threes. That's yeah. that's no no Can't doubt. Do that. But uh, it was just a really weird game, and it pretty much came down to. And friend of the show, Pete, said that too. Is that um, uh, Philly kind of took it to the Bucks that night? They really kind of did. Fifty percent from the field. The Bucks shooting forty four threes and making fourteen of them. Yucky. Yeah. Not not optimal. Um, but yeah, all-star break. I mean, I, is... I'm not in high school anymore, but uh, so I don't do math a whole lot. Josh, is that good math? 14 for 44? Not particularly. Okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I didn't think so. Not cool. Right. This game was cool. Not. Embiid is the not... fakest tough guy in the NBA. Yeah, he is a fake tough guy. That's the thing that bothers me about him more than anything. He's definitely talented. He definitely can score. He, does, he has defensive ability. He's one of the few serious true setters but he's such a fake tough guy like he'll push somebody and then like i gotta get out of here and then he'll watch his teammates get into a fight and just like what is this crap like and then he'll fall on. over for a call like yeah oh, right yeah. no and, and 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 so i was a little i was thinking about that as you guys were just saying that too and i was thinking of that during the game i was getting really mad about him again too because he's uh, uh, the only big guy flop artist ever. It's it'd be right. like if Shaquille O'Neal. He is about. He, I mean, he's as big as Shaq was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pr- prime guy. Shaq. Like, d- did Shaq ever flop? No. No. He's a big guy. He ran you know, through people. Like, he, literally a big guy flopper. Like uh, at one point, he took an elbow from was it Chris or Jordan Noir, Noira, Noira, or something like that. Like uh, just like, like a light, like a light. Uh, elbow that yeah. grazed his face, and he's like, "Oh, Pat Connaughton like, gets hit in the face all the time, all the time." Well, I mean, <laughs> Pat also Con- Pat Connington. Pat Connington looks like Chuck Cecil after every single game. He's got his <laughs> nose bent in. There's blood flowing down his face. Yeah, yes, he's, yeah, and but Joel Embiid. I mean, like, he looks like Shaq, except for Shaq played in an era where there were centers. You know, like right. he's going up with like Yao Ming and stuff like that, and you're like, and this dude is going against nobody. And still kind of well, like, I got, yeah. Wait, imagine if Elijah well, did that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, and actually, Elijah is probably the best comparison that you can for Giannis. But anyways, um, but no, a friend of the show, Pete, was saying that despite all this that we hate about him, that he said for a guy his size who is bigger than Giannis, he is really quick. He moves fast. He said he's very impressive to watch in person. No, and I so, know. And, I've and, watched and him Pete in person. Pete doesn't just throw out compliments like that either. Like, he, I mean, a lot of this was prefaced with he is the most hateable player in the NBA. Well, no, he's not. There's way more hateable, but he's yeah, just, for what you guys are saying, fake tough guy stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I think, I think the Sixers are going to be legit. Um, and especially if Harden decides that he wants to play now, even though I had to remind a whole bunch of people on Twitter that, Hey, he hasn't done anything since 2018. He really hasn't. He, he's been a cancer all of his career. 
He went to Houston, threw up a whole bunch of points one season with uh, uh, Dan Tony. Which, hey, yeah. look at that! There, yet another player that throws up a whole bunch of stats with Dan Tony, but doesn't win a single thing. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, Dan Tony's one of the greatest coaches of all time. No, he's not. Dan Tony's no. He's 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 a fun coach. He's a fun he's, coach. He's a fun coach. They score a lot of points, and you know, Steve Nash was really cool with him too in Phoenix. And, yeah, uh, they, you know, they're always on a threat MVP. to score two hundred points, but they were never a threat to make it past the uh, Western Conference Finals. Um, <laughs> but no, so I mean, Harden's happy now, but you know, how long until you know? The yeah, the 76ers were smart in getting rid of uh, um, Seth Curry because uh, now now that leaves him to shoot all the threes. But uh, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's going to be fun to watch the experiment in Philadelphia that is watching Harden blow up yet another well, franchise. This so. is their thing is Philadelphia is at that spot where they're like, we need, to, we need to figure out if this is a team that's going somewhere or not and who they were wasn't going anywhere. And they need it'll to be very something. it'll be very telling it'll be very telling if uh the super sensitive Ben Simmons can play with the super sensitive Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. And if that actually works and then 76ers don't work then it is absolutely hard. Like he he's he's the team destroyer. He is the um <laughs> uh, what was that in episode uh, episode 7 of Star Wars the Star Killer. He is the Star, Star Killer. Killer. Star Killer Station. He sucks in suns and destroys planets. <laughs> All right. Um, other than that, I think the next one they've got is the Nets, uh, but that won't be till after the whole All Star break. And I'm not watching any of the All Star break because I don't care. Uh, we just had the worst dunk competition in the history of history. Oh my god! That <laughs> and was, yeah, that I dunk contest care. was getting dunked on. Oh yeah. It's the only <laughs> thing people could media. say is the only good parts were people making fun of how bad it is, and then people going back and posting. Uh, is it Levine and Vince Carter stuff? You're just like, oh, oh Vince Carter, Vince Carter from 2000. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's like, like, well, huh. this is the last time. This is the last time we had a good, you know, yeah, slam yeah. dunk contest. And then some people brought up too is that well, it's because it wasn't primetime players. Like, do you remember when Kobe won the slam dunk contest? No, I, I rarely ever cared about the slam dunk. Quite honestly, it's like hitting a double. Right. <laughs> It's kind of true. I, it is. I, I do. I did. Uh, I did see a, a, a. I did see something the other day that made me laugh, and I will share this with you now. I can't give proper credit where credit is due, but someone said, uh, <laughs> "I've got it. I've got it. Here's a solution: NBA players play in the NFL Pro Bowl game, and Pro Bowl players play in the dunk contest." I think I there saw that. Yeah, that would yeah. be more interesting because yeah. I mean, basically, every <laughs> NBA player can dunk. You're like, oh man, he can spin around. You're like, yeah, yeah, they kind of all can do these things. Like, it, it's not, I don't know. You've got Giannis, guys who are Giannis, like can, Giannis can lift his two year old son up to the rim. Yeah, on his tippy toes. One of the most <laughs> underrated like, dunks. Like they, they, there's dudes who can jump with a six inch or can dunk with a six inch vertical. You know, in the NBA. One of the most. What's his name? Uh, underrated dunks that I've ever seen was Dwight Howard did one. I think he brought out his own net that was like a twelve foot tall hoop. Yeah, right, exactly. And like, oh, and that's, oh, and, that, and that's it. Doesn't and that's look great, it, and, but it's well, and that's twelve what, foot, and that's why Spud yeah. Webb won. Yeah, because Spud was Webb was five seven. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Hey, that's, hey. That's... Speaking, uh, yeah. Speaking of all that though, so that Nets game next Saturday, uh, <laughs> I'll be able to file a live report on Monday for that one. I'll be at that game. Woo! So. All right. 
It'll be good. Hopefully, I'll get to see Ben Simmons play. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Just gonna whine and complain the whole time. All right, well, that too. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, and we've held off on some of the stuff here, but we do have college basketball. Marquette getting just a rough one down the stretch. They were up by five with like five minutes left, and I thought this is a team who's going to hold on, right? Like they're good defensively. They're going to hold on. It's Creighton. They were on the road, but basically getting revenge for the home loss uh, to Creighton earlier in the year. But, yeah, just didn't go right. They had a terrible, weird inbounds. They called that the, the player stepped inbounds on the inbound play from uh, the baseline. But, man, every replay just, it looks like he's still there. It looks like he's still, like, he's leaning forward, but it doesn't look like he crosses the line. He just doesn't. And there should have been, re- they should have just, I, I don't know how they get this wrong. They also, as um, <laughs> my in-house uh, Marquette fans at, uh, at the work were telling me that they're showing me all the photos too of the, the, you know, there's a Creighton guy just clearly half his foot is out of bounds trying to catch a ball and then passing it back in uh, on kind of a tip play that they scored on. Uh, so yeah, there were a couple weird calls there that, that did hurt them, but man, this is one that just getting swept by Creighton is not great. This is a team that was ranked like 18 a couple weeks ago. Uh, and this was, they're ranked 18 right after they beat Villanova to sweep Villanova on the year. And then it's lose to UConn, lose to Butler, you know, beat Georgetown, who hasn't won a game in the Big East this year. Yeah, they are not good. And then lose to, to Creighton. Now they're going to play Butler again. And I, I don't I think, think I, it, I think I called their loss to Creighton. Yeah, I, I kind of thought Butler would be the one that I was more worried about. I, I thought they'd beat UConn. But the Creighton one, yeah, this one, I don't know. Well, it was we'll like that, it uh, the weird one that they lost Providence too, right after that uh, big snowstorm up in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, where it was it? Was touch and go as to whether or not the game was going to happen. Um, was that Super Bowl Saturday or no Super no, Bowl yeah. Sunday? I think it was Super Bowl Sunday, like right away in the morning before the Super Bowl. That's the reason why I watched the whole thing. Um, it was on the same time as Badger oh, game. Yeah. <clears throat> Talking to a friend of the show, Pete, was that you know this is going to be kind of the problem when you don't have any legitimate big men. You know, yeah, that and, if 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 you're not if your if your guards aren't on it and you're not getting good guard play, um, you're, yeah, it's they're going to be unpredictable because they don't have that that you know it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be feast or famine with this team. So, and I guess the hope with them is at the end here get hot during their conference tournament, and then get hot during the uh, NCAA tournament because you know if they go on a run like they did. Then, you know, the past two weeks prior to these losses, like they'll be fine. But yeah. And yeah, they'll still pull through. They're going to make it into the tournament. I think I don't think that's really the question here. No, uh, they got. I mean, they'd they, really have to flame out here at the end. They'd have to flame out in the Big East tournament, too. So, yeah. Well, at this I, point, they, they were sitting there around third and they're they're falling down in, in what they can do left for the rest of this season so it's going to be uh where they're sitting now they're they're in f- fifth place um like a game and a half back of yukon at this point and creighton um so i mean like that that's one that i mean they could be sitting just slightly behind creighton so i mean like they're a full game and a half mm-hmm. back now and you got a, I mean, Crane's on a five game winning streak. Jeez. Uh, but Providence is just, 
12 it, and it's, 2. It, and it speaks to the Big East, too. The Big, Big East is sneaky good this year, too. Like we just talked about that last week on the mm-hmm. podcast that, that, you know, is it speaking more to how uh, streaky Marquette is or how good the Big East is? Or maybe a little yeah. combo, combo platter of both of them, you know? Yeah, you figure maybe they've they've gotten a second round through on Marquette and the way they're playing defense this year, and they've figured a couple things up. I mean, Creighton beat them twice, and Villanova didn't beat them at all. So it's right. yeah, it's just it's just a weird fluke. It's just how basketball sometimes goes. You get a game like this, and so, but so, they've got somewhere a, out east, someone's someone's doing a podcast right now about Villanova basketball, saying the same thing about Marquette. <laughs> right, like like how do we lose to Marquette right. twice? How do we lose to Marquette twice when they lost to Creighton twice? You know, yeah, it's 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 you know it's college basketball too, and it's actually this is how things used to kind of be in college basketball. I kind of enjoy it, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's it, I enjoy the Big East being um good. That's that's big. Yeah, no, it's good. And I mean, like Marquette's going to finish the year. They still got St. John's, Butler, and DePaul. All of those teams uh, losing records in the Big East right now, and uh, well, two of those teams have losing records uh, overall. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, actually St. John's is 15 and 11. I guess I didn't think they were doing that well, but I mean, they're seven and eight mm-hmm. in conference, but yeah, um, they, they still can finish out. Well, they got three games. If they can win all three, they'll get to 20 and 10 to end this season. Uh, overall and that, you know, that that's a good year. If you can get to 20 wins on a team, especially a young team, like they've got, uh, mm-hmm. that'll be good. This game didn't get a lot out of uh, Evans, but they did get a big game out of Marcel, who puts up one of his better nights of the season offensively, and it was it was very nice to watch. Um, yeah, nothing fun happened for Wisconsin this week. I think though there was nothing interesting. I mean, you know, they just there was no Michigan coach take anything. care of Indiana. You know, by five. Oh, we haven't times. talked about that yet, have we? No, I mean, you know, they beat Indiana. That was a pretty decent game. Going to Indiana, beating them there. It's always nice mm-hmm. to beat Indiana. And then there was this game with Michigan, which um, just really just kind of a non-event, right? Like, yeah. I don't think there's anything that happened there <laughs> well, of any consequence. There was like, I don't know, it's just so the, weird. The, the, like the best happened. part about all this is, too, is that, like, what I've been following on uh, the the Twitter, <laughs> the Twitters about all this is that uh, even even Indiana and Illinois fans are, like, going after John Howard. Well, and Michigan State fans are killing him. <laughs> oh god of course yes. yeah yeah it's like it's like it's it's yeah well i put it's out bad. at one point I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not a good look for anybody but he did po- apologize to krabenhoff today and here's the fun thing because i've been getting a lot of <laughs> the michigan fanboys have been coming out of the woodwork to, to i only really like their tweets i don't like their tweets i just like yours in yeah that situation. the so first it started off like greg guard put his hands on him you're like well if you looked at the last handshake they exchanged he also put his hand on his elbow because sometimes you do that when you shake hands. So he's got his hand on his elbow and his other hand out. And then Juwan Howard like pushes past him. And so he just kind of like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And he's upset about it. But he's like, what are you talking about? Why are you so upset? And he's trying to talk to him about it. And he doesn't touch him again. Doesn't touch him again. Juwan Howard grabs him by the collar and pushes mm-hmm. him around and gets a hand and hit, you know, touches it right up in his face. And then people separate them. And, and guard kind of walks back and is pulling people away. Krabenhoff, as well as a couple other assistants, get in there. You can literally see Krabenhoff's shoulder blades are together because he's holding back people, trying to keep everybody apart, even while one Michigan player is yelling in his face and pointing at him. And then Juwan Howard, who's been pushed back and away by his own center, uh, mm-hmm. comes back and around, loops around his players to come up, 
and strike Krabbenhoft in the face. And now the new thing for Michigan fans is like, well, I want to know what Krabbenhoff said. You're like, you know what? If he'd have said something, somebody would have mentioned that by now. Yeah, Nobody already. mentioned yeah. anything about There's that. There's no way if he like people are like, but he he dropped like a you know some slur. You're like, you don't think that Juwan Howard would make that the first part of his press conference? Yeah. There's no way he just skipped over the racial slur that he was yelled at because it didn't happen, and because it's on video that it didn't happen. But everybody is trying to blame Joe Krabenhoff for how he got punched in the face, and it's his fault, even though he doesn't appear to touch anybody. Yeah, he didn't get punched in the face. He got slapped in the it, face. Yeah, he got slapped and kind of raked across his face. Were yeah, any Michigan right. players suspended yet? Yes, uh, two Michigan players got suspensions, as well as Jacoby Neath. Jacoby Neath needs to be suspended for that. He went in and across the line and into Michigan and was hitting people. Yeah, you're getting suspended. And I said that at the time. I said yeah. it that day. Jacoby Neath's going to get suspended and should be. Um, well, and, and, and he had a decent sorry, game. It's like his first points of the year. He scored four points before half, all of them on free throws. Those were his first points since like October. I don't remember what it was. It was like his first points of the year almost. Um, he's not out there much. But, yeah, then he went well, out there and hit somebody. And you get you you don't get to play that. Yeah, Every, everybody jumping like like you said, all your Michigan fanboys jumping in there to, to defend Juwan Howard, and then yeah. you just you know Greg Gard has zero history ever of any like post game shen, you know sh- shenanigans or anything like that. All you have to do is just like look back like two weeks for Juwan Howard, and he was barking at uh what team was it he was he was barking at one team and then uh at the end of the ohio state game i think and then indiana indiana uh, he called a timeout with like with a big lead and like 30 seconds left right that's like that's exactly what you're angry about what what are you talking about and and i mean not only that but i mean if you look back to like his career yeah he's a bit of a hothead too i mean it's it's not you know, well, it, and just 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 for a second to think that like, and he got in know, a fight with Mark Turgeon last year in the uh, conference tournament. Like right. left his bench one. area yeah. to go yell at him and get in his face during the game. During the game, like left his bench to go over to him and start yelling at him stuff. I was like, yeah, that's who he is. And well, that's why and, he gets and, and and like someone noted on Twitter, um. The only time that John Howard should have ever punched someone for calling a timeout was Chris Weber. <laughs> I know exactly where you're headed. Yeah. They're yeah. like, yeah, come on, man. Like, he just, he doesn't enjoy timeouts. <laughs> right. I, like it's just, are. I mean, it is, a, it's got to be a sore spot for him after that. But, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to get in. Like, I, I don't have that many thoughts on it, except for the fact that, like, it's, the right things happened. It, avo- it avoided. It, avo- it was an avoidable situation. Like honestly, like you can see Greg Gard like trying to grab him. Like, hey, what's wrong? You know, like yeah, like why are you why are you pissed? And that that's not good. And then the other thing too is that you know like the other news coming out now that now they're just going to get rid of post game handshakes, which is stupid. They shouldn't do that. That's absolutely the wrong take on it. And Izzo but- was unhappy about that idea. He's like, that's a bad idea. It's just you know handshake and you're like you know what hockey players can do it so can you hockey players can have a handshake without fighting somebody so can you you can't take that away because one guy can't figure it out (laughs) and he got suspended for the rest of the season he'll miss the last five games or whatever and then 
there's a forty thousand dollar fine for him, but he's also getting suspended without pay, so he's losing like a hundred thirty eight thousand or something like something that like on that. pay. Forty thousand dollar fine for him. Uh, Neath, as well as two Michigan players, getting suspended for a couple games, and there's a ten thousand dollar fine for guard, which. Uh, McIntosh came out and said, we consider this to be a Wisconsin Badgers fine and the university will pay this fine because it's our team and that's what we think happened here. So that's it. That That's about right what should have happened. Did the Badgers win the game? They did by, uh, oh, okay. by a Got lot. It. By 14, I, I, 77 know, to With 63. all that, I didn't, know, I didn't know if they'd actually won the game or not. Well, and Michigan had had a, a good stretch of a couple games. Uh, they beat Purdue, I think, and then they had, they had some couple you know nice wins recently. But this is an NIT team. Like they're not gonna do anything particularly interesting. They're in the bottom half of the Big Ten. Um, they're they're not a ranked team. They're not a particularly good team. And it's it's really bad because they started the season preseason number six. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be mad about it. But What's that's Purdue what they did. Still? Uh, Purdue's ranked fourth right now. Badgers move up to thirteen. They will play the thirteen and twelve Minnesota Gophers on the twenty third coming up. And then they'll play Rutgers again in Rutgers or in Piscataway. I'm going to say at Rutgers. It's not to say Rutgers. Piscataway. Uh, and then they will get Purdue at Wisconsin to finish the season. We beat them in in East Lan- or uh, in uh, West Lafayette. Anyway, wrong cardinal directions here. Uh, West Lafayette. And they'll get to play them again one more time. Uh, Badgers already have their 21 season. They're 21-5 and five right now. And they'll fi- finish the season with Nebraska. Nebraska ball. Nebraska ball. The thing All with right. beating Purdue is we just got to stop Ivy. Because that guy is really good. He is incredibly good. Uh, they got a couple guys there on that team who can really play. And, yeah, Ivy's fantastic. All right. That's what we have for major sports. I don't know how we stretched it out this long, but we've done it. We did done it, and it's been done did. So we're going to move on to the last segment that we have here, the segment that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, last call. Um, UW men did not play hockey this week, uh, but they do play the number four Minnesota Golden Gophers in the upcoming week. Uh, so that's that's going to be tragic because they're not that good. Uh, <laughs> the women just played. They were, they were ranked number three. They're going to be the number four team in the WCHA tournament, though, because they went and played in Columbus, played uh, the number two ranked. Ohio State, they lose five one and five to two. Yuck. I haven't seen them swept by Ohio State in years. I mean, but this is the way that's going to be. So yeah, they're going to get to uh, go into the tournament. They will be playing Bemidji State in the first round of the WCHA tournament. Uh, they're the four seed. So we'll see how that one works out. They'll, I think they'll get through the first round, and then they'll probably get a chance at someone like uh, Ohio State or Minnesota again. Uh, and the WIAC, the WIAC men's tournament started off this week. Uh, Eau Claire beats Northland 8-1, then 1-0. Ooh. So Eau Claire moves on. Superior beats Stout 1-0 and then 7-4. So Superior will now play number 10th ranked UWSP. And Eau Claire will move on to play River Falls. Uh, reminder, the WIAC does not have an automatic bid. Winner of the tournament no. or somebody in this group we'll get to have a at-large bid. And it's probably, I mean, points the best team so far this year. Eau Claire's had a real disappointing year after preseason top 10 ranking. Uh, just hasn't borne out yet. But, you know, down to the final four teams there. Um, points probably got a good shot of getting in as 
is an at-large regardless. So we'll see how it goes. NCHA, which does have a, a, an automatic bid. Uh, Adrian, number one ranked Adrian, beat Lake Forest. Uh, number seven, St. Norbert beat Marion. Uh, Marion, also Wisconsin School. Uh, Lawrence gets defeated by Trine. And Milwaukee School of Engineering put up a really good fight against number 13, Aurora, splitting the games but then losing uh, the series. Because they, you know, it's a one-on-one basically. They play a two-game series for the tournament, which is very strange. Uh, but they they lose that, so Aurora moves on and will play number six Saint Norbert, and then Trine and Adrian in the other half. So that's an automatic bid up at, on on the line here. Uh, Saint Norbert just got beat up by Adrian like two weeks ago, though. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, in terms of women's hockey, like we said last week, River Falls and Eau Claire played. Uh, number four, River Falls. Number five, Eau Claire. They split. It was a 4-1 win for River Falls and a 2-0 win for Eau Claire. They'll be moving into the tournament this week. Um, Superior also played last week. Superior beat Northland last week. 6-3. Pardon me. 6-0. 3-0. And again in the tournament, a play-in game where Northland and Superior will play. The winner gets to play top-ranked. Well, top-ranked in the conference. River Falls. And Stevens Point will play Eau Claire uh, in the NCHA tournament. Uh, Concordia from Wisconsin will be playing Aurora. Marion will get Lake Forest. And St. Norbert will get Trine as uh, heading into the tournament this week. Uh, for Badger Wrestling, uh, great week for Badger Wrestling. Fantastic week. They had to play the 17th ranked uh, Northern Iowa uh, Panthers, right? Yeah, the the Panthers, they they, uh, had a dual meet in Cedar Falls, beat that team 24 to 10. Uh, Nice match for them. Get out ahead of them. And then they get to have senior night with number 11 Cornell coming in for a duel. And they get the win uh, 19 to 16. And that's with uh, getting a a fall loss at the end for um, Eric Barnett, unfortunately, falls to the number four, 125. 125 was the last match of the night that so that made it a little weird. closer well the thing they do so yeah 19 to 16 uw beats cornell and uh they've been eighth ranked they're going to stay in that top 10 big 10 tournament coming up next so that should be very exciting the big 10 has six of the top 10 teams in wrestling right now that does not surprise me yeah. <laughs> as far as uh basketball and d3 goes uh WIAC has three of the top 10 teams in men's basketball Again, I will express my utter confusion and delight that UW Lacrosse is ranked ninth in the country right now. They are nineteen and five overall, uh, but UW Oshkosh has claimed the conference regular season championship. They are ten and two in conference, twenty and three overall. They are the third ranked team in the country. Uh, in between the two of them is UW Platteville, uh, nine and four in conference, twenty and four overall. In women's, uh, again, the only uh, WIAC school to be ranked is number 11th, Whitewater. They're 12-2 and in conference and locked up the conference at this point. Uh, Eau Claire and Oshkosh right behind them. Both those teams have 19 wins, but not ranked. Uh, Wisconsin Lutheran, the only other ranked Wisconsin women's basketball program in D3. So that's where we are. And that gets us all caught up with everything else. Uh, Josh, do you have anything you wanted to add before we go? No, No, I think I mentioned everything. Good, good. How about you, Aaron? Anything else to add in here before we sign off this week? Uh, I was uh, looking more into what's going on with the XFL. Did you guys read anything about that? 
For the I know USFL there's XFL or XFL? no, no. There's there's been a partnership no. with the XFL and the NFL, so they're going to be yeah. kind of working a little bit more hand in hand okay. together. Um, USFL is going to be starting pretty soon too. Though. April so spring spring uh, XFL won't be until spring of 2023, and of course, The Rock is backing that because he's a former pro wrestler and everything else like that. And they're swearing up and down it's not going to be a developmental league for the NFL, but it's really looking like the XFL is going to be. The best thing uh, we could a do. place a place where the NFL tries out new rules and for player safety and new things and stuff like that, which is what they should do. And I think the XFL should actually embrace that role. One hundred percent. So and 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 yeah, and and as far and like as far as like uh XFL take active coordinators in the league and put them into more um leadership positions as head coaches or um, offensive coordinators in the XFL to see yeah. what they can do. And uh, I, I wish that the XFL would just make themselves like, or the USFL, one of the two make themselves yeah. like old NFL Europe was where you would have um, teams that would align themselves with NFL partners and they would run the same offenses, the same defenses. They would uh, have players that had played for, you know, as undrafted free agents. And uh, some of the coaches would go over there and learn how to do those things because it would make more sense to do it that way. They could just be like but, every NFL team and just hire somebody who's worked with McVay. Then they'll eventually all be running the same offense. Absolutely. You know, sooner or later, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna, sooner or later, it's going to be the McVay League. And uh, yeah, it's that's whatever. <laughs> and Sean McVay is still younger than all of them. He's, yeah, he's interesting. <laughs> which is the crazy, which is the craziest thing, right? Mm -hmm. Sean McVay's thirty six. Kevin O'Donnell just got hired by the Vikings is uh, thirty seven. Uh, Lafleur's forty. I don't know if he is. I'd have to check that out. I guess. Either way, I think McVay's still the youngest one of the bunch. Crazy. Yeah, it could be. True. Anyway, so I mean, I, he's forty two. Yeah, 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 he's forty two. He we, was... We've talked. We've talked about it on this podcast before, but I think that the NFL and. Uh, these 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 leagues coming up are missing up on missing on huge opportunities like to actually develop but you know it's it's what it's it's not good for the they, NCAA yeah they feel bad saying they're a developmental league but it's like but people love college football we'll watch developmental <laughs> football like that'll happen so just just embrace it and be that because there's probably more money in that it's like as long yeah. as there's 11 players throwing a pigskin against another 11 players, I'll watch that game with a bush well, light in my hand. If I'm sure that there's a chance that one of those guys goes to the, the Packers, I'll watch it to see which ones should go there, or which ones I'm hoping go there kind of thing. You know, like that's right. That's better than watching them play special teams someplace else and never getting anywhere because they're back up and don't get playing time. Truth. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another wonderful week. Uh, thank you for, for following us. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at ScottyJohnnyPod, at NotSoHumbleHost, at CheddarTalk, and at JoshBarn66. Um, and remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.